0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Equipped to Be Show with Connie Albers. Equipped to Be is a podcast dedicated to helping you discover and develop your unique strengths, gifts, and talents so you can apply them to all areas of life. So let's get ready to dive into how you are equipped to be. Welcome back to another episode of Equipped to Be with your host, Connie Albers. I'm so happy to be here today. Now, how many of you have more than one child? Right? If you have more than one child, guess what's happening? Conflict arises, disagreements, arguments, sometimes fighting. It's natural. It's also normal. But even though it's natural, and even though it's normal, it does not mean... It's fun to live with, is it? No, it can get very irritating, and it can cause disruption. It can cause stress levels in your house to rise. It can start off with something, you know, small, like just one child picking on another child, or, you know, they walk past them and they nudge them with their shoulder, or they walk over and they take something from a younger child, or the younger child goes in the other child's room or a special box or a special area that um, an older child does not want the younger child to, to mess with, and they do it anyway. There's, there's just this unique way that our children know how to push their siblings' buttons. They just know it's almost like an intuitive. If I go do this, I'm going to get a reaction out of them. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Well, as a mother of five, we certainly had our fair share of disagreements and sibling squabbles. But the goal throughout all of those years, especially the the parenting of the younger years, was not just peace and harmony. That is a delightful, delightful place to be. And sometimes you get that. And thankfully, more often than not, you might have peace. There may be seasons where the conflict and the arguing or the fighting or the disagreement or the picking on each other sometimes even the hurtful words that they would say to each other well there may be seasons that that goes on and on and and you you wonder if if they're going to survive i mean if they're emotionally going to make it through or you know if one child is just destroying the other child's confidence those are real feelings and i want to i just want to affirm those that those are true, and those are things you need to be considering as you're parenting your children. But today, let's talk about, I just want to help you navigate conflict within your siblings. And the reason that's so important is, I, it's, I have to tell you, when when the kids were at different stages, you know, my children are only seven years apart. So five kids and seven years, you do the math. You know, you know, we had a lot of littles, we had a lot of middles, and we had a lot of teenagers. And that can cause for some interesting dynamics. Now, your your family may look different. You may have a big spread. You may have one child is five years younger than the other child or 10 years younger. Now, of course, I had that. My oldest was seven years young older than my youngest, but there was a whole lot of Other people mixed into that bunch. And like your family, they were all very different. Some of the children are are very sensitive. So words that were spoken would fall into a place, a tender place of another child's heart. And when that happens, they would be broken. Whereas other children... Things could be said to them, and you've probably heard that phrase, uh, like water off a duck's back. You could say things to another child, and they would just roll right off their back, or they would even laugh at it. And as a parent, you wonder what's going to happen. You know, what's going to be the outcome when they're all adults? Will they hate each other? <laughs> will, they, will they despise? Will they forever remember those mean, those mean moments? that one of the other siblings has, has been, or will they forever resent how one of their siblings just was relentless? I, I did. And, and I, I often did. And I would often pray just for them to be able to work things out. I remember one time, one of the kids was irritated at one of the little kids and I was in the kitchen And all of a sudden I heard this, of course, you always hear the wailing scream, um, and then followed by the mob, so and so did such and such. And of course, you know, that's just like a frequent occurrence. When my kids were little, somebody was always doing something to someone. And I know as I was writing Parenting Beyond the Rules, I I filled the book with lots of stories, because you need to realize that uh, what is happening in your home is common, but here's the good news. That's a, that's a snapshot in time. That is not the full picture. And to this day, and to this day, y'all, oh my word, I'm still learning things that they did, things that I thought, oh man, we did really well in this one area. You know how you, you can take pride a little bit in thinking, hey, they're all getting along. They all love each other. They're playing happily together. And they grow up. And you're sitting around the table. We recently had a party for one of my kids. It was actually uh, his wife threw a surprise party for him. And most of the kids, if you notice when I write in the book, I talk about this particular child. I I have been asked about why this particular child isn't in the book that much. And the reality was he was probably as close to a perfect child as one could have. Very easy to raise and parent. Therefore, one would think he was just, you know, he never did anything. Oh, no, 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 contraire. I learned, I have learned much once he was out of the house and we would have our family gatherings. I would hear about some of the shenanigans that he was involved with. Some of your kids are able to do stuff and they just, they have a personality that uh, just lets them get away with it. Now, I'm not talking about hideous things. I'm just talking about little I would say kind of sneaky things or little things, that, little pranks they would pull on each other that they didn't necessarily run to mom and tell mom about it. Well, you might have those same stories. Now, when they become adults, they do they they kind of uh, become funny. Sometimes you're a little mortified, but you realize they did survive and they're all good. But I want more than just them surviving conflicts with their siblings I, I want them and I want to help you help them develop strong sibling relationships you know the kind where they've got each other's back the kind where when one of them struggles as an adult and I'm, I'm telling you some of your kids are going to struggle right now life is being disrupted enormously Some of your families, some of your kids, they're really drawing close together because they are so close all the time. And it's a beautiful thing. They're forging new uh, habits and patterns and, and thinking. And, you know, it's us against the world, so to speak, as a family, which it should be. But there's also great opportunity for frustration and lashing out. So let's let's just talk for a few minutes about what you can do to help your kids navigate the sibling rivalry, the sibling conflict. And I think I'll, you know, I think I might do a series on these. I've got it kind of written down. Different areas you want I want to cover because this is so important. Having gone through the the toddler years, the elementary years, the oh the hormonal years. The mur- what li- what I like to call the murky, mysterious, marvelous middle school years, and then the teenage years. But see, it didn't stop there because then it became the college years, and now they're all adults. And I have the the beauty of being able to share with you what some of the outcomes were, what some of the things I did that you know, I maybe I fretted a little too much or I worried a little more than I should have about some of the stuff that happens within the dynamics of your home or personalities and such. You know, some of the things uh, I'm able to glean from because they share stories. And I've watched kind of the rest of the story. Those are important things for you as you are outlining and, and getting a vision for what your family will look like, the dynamics of your family. And I will first stop and say this. What kind of relationships do you want within your family when the kids are adults? Now, some of you listening, you're thinking about this and you're thinking, I am such a long way from having adult children. My kids are four, five, and six years old. Some of you were thinking, I'm in the middle school years and and man, it's, it's a wild ride. And partly because hormones are kicking in, again, their life has flipped upside down and I am going to have a session on understanding the world. I also write about understanding the world. This is an important part to having sibling closeness and building sibling relationships. But as we think about navigating conflict, here's some things that you want to consider. When you are having a child who is, let's say, picking on or just aggravating one of the other siblings, instead of reacting and yelling and saying comments like, why did you do that? (laughs) Do you know, they're not going to sit there normally and go, well, they don't, (laughs) they're not going to sit there with an answer and go, well, I found that she was irritating me. And so I just wanted to hit her on the head with my toy. Uh, You know, some of your kids might say, I just, she's just bothering me. You're like, we'll get over her being bothered, bothering you. You want to react that way, but don't. I want to encourage you to pull them aside. Just not in a, not in a, get over here. I want to talk to you. I know that's easy. I mean, it's easy to do because we're usually busy when all that kind of stuff happens and they're disrupting and interrupting us. So it catches us off guard and we start reacting. Am I right? So at at the time, after you've taken care of the child who's usually crying, and you've given them a hug and said, hey, let's get to the bottom of this. Separate them from each other, but pull them aside in a gentle way and say, hey, what's going on? If it's the older child who's done something to a younger child, and depending on their age, if they're they're elementary school, sometimes they're just flat-out reactions. Somebody gets mad, and so somebody just reacts and says something, does something, pushes them over, you know, something like that. If they're middle school, they may be coming from a place of just, they're hormonally imbalanced or just they're moody that day. And if they're, if they're teenagers, they may have a need for space and somebody violated their space and, and they don't necessarily know how to react to it. So you have got to put on the lens of that child and think about that specific child that has irritated or picked on or frustrated another sibling, older or younger, and just ask them, what, What happened? That's not normally in your character to, to do that. What, talk, talk to me about what happened. Don't accuse them. Don't give them a reason to, you know, lash out at a younger sibling. You know, so just kind of go at them with a neutral question. What happened? Now, if you want them to really tell you the truth, of course, which you do, then you have to give them permission to be very honest. What does that mean? That means you have to have self-restraint. That means you can't react with facial gestures or eye-rolling or interrupting them. You need to listen to what they're saying. Now, what you need to understand is they may not fully be able to articulate it the first time they're trying to talk about it. Maybe there have been little things subtle things that one child has been doing to another child that's gone on under the radar little comments little body languages that they can signal you know just the the kind of laughing at another sibling and that one day they had just had enough you know you know what that's like you're going along fine somebody says something you you ignore it you just talk it through, or somebody just does something to you and you take a little offense, but again, you know how to control yourself. It's no different with a child, except they don't have the, the cognitive reasoning ability that you have. And it, there are things that could be happening under the radar that you're not aware of, and that child has just kind of had enough. Maybe they feel like their space is being violated, they're not being respected, Or that child, the other child just wants attention and they're willing to do whatever they have to do to get the attention of, say, an older sibling, which is often the case. Uh, Younger siblings want their older siblings' attention. Sometimes there's some jealousy or anger from an older child that a younger child might be getting more attention or the good attention. Think about your child's perspective. Put on their lens. Ask them, what's going on? What happened? listen fully and ask good questions. Oh, so he's been, you know, going in your room and he's been messing with your Lego set? That new one that you just built? Yeah, mom, he has. Oh, well, why haven't you ever said anything? Well, because mom, I just, I, I keep fixing it or telling him to stop it and, and he'll say, I'm sorry, but I'll go back in mom. And a few days later and, you know, he's moved pieces on the Lego set again. Now, obviously I'm making up a hypothetical situation, but you could apply it to anything. There's little things that they can do to one another that people, your siblings, your kids, are able to process until they just reach a point where enough, I've, I've asked you to stop, I've maybe given you a little nudge, I've, I've maybe pushed you a little bit, now, are all those okay? No, we can't. We can't allow pushing and hitting and and name calling or all of those things that can hurt and harm a relationship. We can't allow that. But it, the truth is, it does happen, and usually it happens with outside of our viewpoint. Uh, you know, where we can't see. Once you've gotten to the true why, and because you have been sincerely interested without overreacting or telling them they're the, uh, they're the older one, they should handle it better. See, all that does is make them even more frustrated because they want to know somebody is on their side, somebody cares about how they're feeling and how it's violating maybe their space. I say space a lot because as your kids get older in the teen years, they're going to want more space and they need it, and it's, it's a respect issue for them. You've had that conversation. Now, mind you, you may have multiple conversations as they are trying to formulate what the problem is. Sometimes it's just certain children's personalities clash, and the one will be an antagonist fairly frequently. So after you have come to the end of that conversation, you say, you know what? Let's, Let's pray about this together. And, you know, let let mom, let me mama or let me daddy, let me think about it. Let me talk to your dad or your mom, depending on who's having the conversation. Let me talk to your dad about it or let me think about this and pray about it for a little bit. And is it okay? Do you mind if we just uh, pick this up a little bit? I, I want to process some of this and I want to observe what's going on. And, and thank you so much. For sharing this with me. I know it's frustrating and and I'm sorry you're frustrated, but our goal, and then I want you to tell them what the goal is. What's your vision for your family? You know, our goal is for all of you children and my. And then I would always say all of you guys because I had five kids, right? So I just didn't just name one child's name and I would tell them, you know, our goal is that we enjoy doing life together, that this season of being 10 and 15 or this season of being you know five and six or 16 and 17 whatever the ages are this season we're learning a lot about each other and we have to band together which means we have to work through different conflicts conflicts like a lack of respect or being are or not having Uh, or having frustrations taken out on each other. We have to learn how to manage the conflict with each other or our frustrations with each other in a healthy way. And that's our goal. Our goal is that you and your sister, you and your brother, draw closer together. And yeah, there's going to be bumps in the road, and and there's going to be times you guys don't agree. But we want to learn. It's my goal, it's my job as your parent to help you learn how to navigate conflicts that arise on a daily basis so let me think about this and i'll and and i'll talk to you again sounds good and usually your child will be okay mom give them a hug pray with them tell them you love them tell them you understand your child needs affirmation and then next give them suggestions on ways they can work together now when we talk about learning how to work together that requires you the parent knowing each child and after you've had that conversation with the with the child who did something wrong now notice i didn't immediately ground them i didn't immediately correct them or you know, put them in their room for a while. I, I didn't do that. I, I wanted to get to the bottom of, of the situation. And so we want to help work on that relationship. So then you go to the other child that's either been the instigator and you ask them, what's, what's going on? Same question. What's going on? You're going to get a different story than what you got the first time because they're both, both, both kids, are seeing things through their lens. And that's important for you to understand. I have a very artistic child who feels and senses and sees beauty in the world around her. And I have a very logical, sequential, left brain type of child. And they clashed quite a bit as children. And it was, it was a struggle. I was concerned for many years that they wouldn't be close. They would just, man, if they could just survive growing up. But they have become very good friends. But it took a lot of work. It took a lot of explanation and helping the other child realize the beauty, the strengths, the gifts of that other child. And you know, what I'm talking about is really the truth in our friendships. It's how we manage and get along with colleagues. It's how we navigate our relationship with a spouse if you're married, uh, with our parents. We In all areas, the resolving of conflict strengthens the relationship. So you're, you're going to that other child and you're wanting to get their side of the story. And again, listen fully. Don't overreact, don't interject, ask good questions, good questions as in not one-word questions, and not accusation questions like, what did he do to you? What did you do to him? What happened? What happened between you and your brother? Why, why did this escalate? Why was the toy thrown? Why is the Lego set being played with? Why do you keep going into their room and doing whatever it is that's happening? Well, you know, you know whatever the situation is. Ask a lot of why questions that aren't just one-word answers. And the reason that's important is because you're trying to get to the truth. You're trying to get to the to the deeper area of a child's motivation, their frustration, or their anger. Again always remembering that the goal is to resolve the conflict, not just deal with the incident. Because your, well, your ultimate goal is you want to help them foster and develop closer relationships. And I have a whole series that I do on sibling, building sibling friendships. My kids are now all Probably each other's best friends. They have each other's back and they're all in their 20s now. Uh, actually, a couple are not, a couple are in their 30s. Um, but they're there for each other. If one stumbles and falls, one of the siblings is always there. And it, it could be a different sibling depending on the, the, the child and the situation. And it's a beautiful thing to, to witness, but it took a lot of work to get to this point. And so that younger child or that other child that's caused the disruption in the family, that's caused the, you know, the momentary conflict or frustration, they'll get to the why. Well, maybe there's been other things that that child has done that, again, finally provoked that child. Uh, Maybe there's something deeper like that older child is just ignoring that younger child and they want their attention and they have figured out the one way They can get their attention, and that is through disrupting. That's through messing with their stuff. That's through violating their space. That's through giving them a little trip as they're walking down the hall. Something that says, I want you to pay attention to me. Notice what I've explained are are normal scenarios that I'm sure you've had in your family. All of those things aren't okay. I'm sure none of you are saying, it's okay to trip one trip each other as you're walking down the hall, or it's okay to go mess with somebody's new toys or something like that, but it does happen. And that other child who's been the instigator, when you finally get to the, the real why, the root, it's just maybe they don't feel like the other sibling loves them or wants to be around them or cares about them. And that drives that particular child to pulling off various shenanigans that cause that child to pay attention to them. Now, they're not getting the attention they really want, but they're getting attention. And for them, bad attention is still attention. They're, they're popping up on that other sibling's radar. We have to resolve that. So you've gotten the gist of both sides of the conversation, and now that you being the adult, you being the one of sound reasoning and sound mind, you need to pray about how to resolve that. How do we resolve this in a healthy way that the child who has caused the, um, the other person to react or overreact, the negative reaction, that you have caused that within your home within those relationships, how do we restore and bring those relationships back together in a healthy way that makes them not resent one another, one party or the other, and is communicated in a clear way? So give it usually a little time, and probably by that time, you've got to go start dinner. You've got to, you've got to leave for something. You go back to that child and say, you know, I, I have both sides of the story, and I've really been thinking about this. And we need to talk. You know, I know this younger child or this other child. I know your brother or sister. They really look up to you. They want to be viewed as important in your eyes. They want you to spend time with them doing something that's interesting to them. And the reason they're doing it is out of a deep love for you. Maybe it's an admiration or maybe they want to be like you. Find the reason why, and take time to put it in words. Formulate it in your own mind. And often I would write it down because I wouldn't wouldn't want to forget, and I certainly, I wanted to be very succinct in what I said because time is of the essence, especially when you have a lot of kids. And I I would explain. And then I would ask that child who probably lashed out, can you see how the little things they're doing is just trying to get your attention or maybe can you see the things that they're doing? They're not meaning to provoke you in a negative way, but for them getting your attention, even if it's not the attention they want because you won't sit down and play Legos with them, they're just trying to show up on your radar. Can And then ask them, can you see that? You remember when I said putting, seeing their perspective or putting on their lens Help your child learn to put on the other childs, the sibling, the brother or sister. Help them see through their eyes the why behind why they're reacting, why they're doing some of those things they're doing that are annoying or off-putting. Sometimes some kids are just very congenial, and a child that might be socially awkward or maybe very introverted, they can have a jealousy to that. Whatever it is, and unfortunately for the sake of our recording, I, I can't really go into all the different scenarios because there's millions of them, but I think you get the gist. So you, you, you talk to that child, that, that older child or the child that has, you know, gotten annoyed and had enough and reacted and say, hey, let's, let's talk about how we can handle this. Look through their lens. What are they trying to get from you? You know, they don't hate you, they love you, they just they need attention from you, and they're doing it in a in a very poor way. And give them ways, solutions on how they can show that other child that they care about them, that they love them. And if they're maybe preoccupied, they're self-isolated. They know they're in their own world and they're oblivious to the needs of anybody else in your family. Speak to that and then give them an, and at first give them easy solutions. Like, you know, if you just sit down with them for a few minutes and play Legos, or you sit down with them and you listen to them, or you go outside and you, you know, play ball for a little bit, doing something with that child every day, just, just you and them. I, I believe you will find that child not trying to push your buttons the way that they do. Does that make sense? And then ask them, do you understand? Does that make sense? Yeah, mom, that does. Are you willing to try? I don't know, mom. Okay, well, listen, I understand where you're coming from. You're frustrated. Let's, again, these favor- let's think about this. And I want you to think about how you can work on your relationship with them in whatever specific area that that you're working on that moment <laughs> because it'll change all the time. Then you go to that younger child, and I feel like I'm talking about a game of ping-pong. You run over to this side, then you run over to that side, and it really is kind of what you're doing because you're building relationships, and that takes time. You're helping your child learn to resolve conflict, and that takes time and practice. And you're learning to help them process their own thoughts and feelings so they don't get resentful toward one another, and that's an, that takes time as well. You go to the other child who has been the instigator of it all and you say, you know, I know you want the attention of your your brother or your sister or I know you feel like you've been left out or I know you feel whatever it is that you've assessed is the truth. Is that right? Is that how you feel? Yeah, Mom, it is how I feel. I understand. Let, let me give you some suggestions and then offer suggestions. Instead of going and messing with your your brother's Legos, or instead of going in, getting into your sister's jewelry box or whatever it is, go to that child and say, could we just be together for a few minutes? Would you play with me for a few minutes? Can we just sit on your bed and maybe have a snack? Something that helps them learn to communicate the need that they have for a relationship with that child, with that sibling. And then usually, depending on, and not always, um, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I always make a time for reconciliation. But that younger child or that other child, you're like, does that make sense? Are are you going to, will you try this? Yes, mom, I will try that. Okay, and then I want you to come back and give me feedback, okay? Okay, mom. And then you pull them together and you say, listen, I've talked to both of you privately. You've both shared what's happening between your relationships. Now we have to talk together as, a, as the three of us, or however many there are. And so-and-so, you need to clearly communicate with your other sibling when something has irritated you or you need time or attention, whatever it is. And I want you guys to tell each other how you're going to handle the problem. And then let them kind of mumble, mutter through it. And sometimes, if depending on their age, if they're older, you don't need to tell them what to say. You need to say you're sorry. When they're older, they already know they need to say they're sorry or that they're not going to do it anymore. But when they're younger, they do need some coaching. They need training. That's why we are to train up a child in the way they should go. Training, I want you to think about a marathon runner. They're getting ready for a long distance run. They train hours every single day. Every part of what they do is with the goal of being able to run that marathon. Now, I'm not a runner, but I've talked many many to many many of my friends that are marathon runners. Now, one thing that I have learned from one of my friends when I talked about the training process is I would say, when you are preparing for this marathon, what are some of the things you do? And they go, we've got to pay attention to the heart, because they wear a heart monitor. And that helps them know that as they're running, they've got, to, they've got to condition their body to be able to go a long distance. And it requires them to pay attention to what's going on inside of them. And in this case, it's the heart monitor. They have to condition the heart to stay down to a certain level, so they can go a longer distance. If the heart rate goes up, they can't sustain this, you know, long distance run with such a high elevated heart rate. Well, your, their relationships within the family can't handle high stress for a long distance. Yeah, you can have eruptions here and there, fights break out, arguments happen. that can't happen every waking moment of those two kids' lives or their relationship will not be in a place, in a healthy place that it needs to be when that, when those children move out, they'll move out and they won't want to have anything to do with each other because there's been so much hurt and animosity and unresolved conflict between them. You have to guide them through that. And how, how you help guide them through that is help them pay attention to what's going on within their emotions and with their feelings. Their feelings are valid. It doesn't mean we act on our feelings, but our feelings we don't discount them either. So you you talk to them about that. And when I think, when I think about paying attention to the monitor, the heart monitor, they need to know what is actually happening that's triggering their reaction to each other. Sometimes it's just flat out personality clashes. That's okay. We can still develop very close relationships with our siblings who are very different than us. Like I was saying, my daughter who's very artistic versus my son who's very left-brained. Those two are now adults. They couldn't be more different, but they also are extremely close. They have learned because we systematically talk to them about respecting the differences in each other, about expressing the need that they have for a relationship with each other, And then very intentionally, listen to this, very intentionally helping them find areas where they can foster a healthy relationship. Finding and expressing ways that they can see the giftedness in another child, a sibling, a brother or sister, that they don't have. And instead of being resentful of it, They can appreciate it, and they can see the beauty in it. And I remember so many conversations I had with my older two, my artistic child and my engineering child, many conversations about this this child is going to bring beauty to the world in a way that you will never be able to do that. Celebrate that. Encourage that. help, Help, I'll just say help her see, that is a gift from the Lord. And to my daughter, who always felt like she was academically inferior because he was just, he just, he was a natural learner. He got it. He would read a chapter and then get an A on the test. She would read a chapter five times and create flashcards before she could get an A on the test. So what came natural to her didn't come natural to my son, what came naturally to him did not come naturally to her. And it was a it was a season, there were many seasons with the two of them where I, I feared they would have nothing to do with each other as adults because they couldn't see in each other's lives, they couldn't see the beauty of the difference and celebrate that. And when I think about helping you learn to help your kids learn to resolve conflict, so that they can create rich relationships with each other. That's a peak. Those are real practical tools that you can use every day where they learn to give complimentary phrases. It's amazing how you're able to do that without feeling inferior to the other. Like my daughter would often say, I'm just not smart like my brother is. Like yeah, you are smart. You're smarts and the way that God has wired you is just different. You're equally smart. You have to find the area where you are going to excel and help your child not compare themselves with one another. Now, this is particularly important, especially if you have siblings that are close in age. Like my first two, they're only 17 months apart, and my last two are only 15 months apart. That can be a real challenge because they're in the same season and they are very much aware of where one sibling is gifted and where they're not. But, mom and dad, you or grandma, and grandpa, whoever's listening, you could be a teacher. I know there's thousands and thousands of folks. Uh, We've—I don't even know what the number now is for the podcast. But by the way, thank you for tuning into this podcast, and I appreciate it. if you've liked what you've been hearing in the Equipped to Be podcast. I would love, please, leave a review. The reviews are very important. And I—I I learned this as I was writing Parenting Beyond the Rules. There's a there's a threshold when you've got a brand new product like the Equipped to Be part podcast. At this point, is a new podcast. It's still in its infancy. But reviews and uh, ratings, they help the algorithm. <laughs> I call it the algorithm gods of the tech industry, the digital world. It helps us get rated higher so that more people hear it. So if you have liked this podcast, please leave a review. Uh, you, can, you can actually just copy and paste a review over on Stitcher and Apple and iTunes. And I mean, that is the same thing. Um, all the places that Equipped to Be is, is found you can just copy and paste the same review. I would really appreciate it. And tell your friends about it. It means so much to me. We want to help families develop and create rich relationships. You know, the family is under attack. I mean, you hear that all the time. And, and I, I hear it. But I also don't hear what are the solutions when a family is under attack, how to keep it intact. And that's my goal. You know, using the gifts, strengths, and talents that you have been given and discovering the gifts, strengths, and talents within your child and helping them have a healthy respect for differences, for how people see things, and they see things differently. So when I think, as I finish that thought and we wrap this segment up, as I think about my two kids and I've given you how tools and tips that that can work, when. When it's an ongoing issue, and for some of your kids, it's going to be an ongoing issue for you to help them learn to love each other for who each other is at the core of of that person and to foster a healthy respect for the differences within each other. And then to help them have the humbleness to reach out to that child and ask for help in their areas of strength and to acknowledge that I might never be good in this area. And I'll close with this. I remember that, that they were both in a piano recital. Uh, I wanted each of my kids to learn music. Music is very important from the brain development standpoint. I want to, and you know, I was, I'm always one of these that look around and use what you've got. So we were not a musical household that had all these variety of musical instruments. We had some musical instruments, guitar and a piano. So all the kids took piano lessons. And I had required, as I was raising them, that they had to hit a certain level of proficiency before they walk away. And the reason was, from a developmental standpoint, when you are studying music, you're involving all, you know, you're involving your senses, the eyes, the ears, the fine motor skills of the touch of the keyboard. Uh, There's all these senses, and, and there's a lot of brain crossover, you know, right brain, left brain. Being able to read music and process it and get the fingers to coordinate and the timing, a lot happens with music. So if you haven't, you know, gone in that direction, I would encourage you to have your kids kind of find something that they can do from a musical standpoint. But I had them look for, or had to, they had to uh, achieve a certain mastery level. Now, it wasn't become a concert pianist, but there was a certain level that I knew they had to work hard. It required diligence and patience and perseverance. For some of them, it came easy. For some, it was hard. But there were great character skills as well as developmental skills that are achieved through music. Well, it it was time, and we were at a recital. They were both getting ready to perform. Actually, all the kids were getting ready to perform at their level. And we were, I just will never forget this. We were sitting in an auditorium. It was a children's ranch, so they were playing a recital at a children's ranch uh, for children that had been, uh, they weren't with their families. And here we were. One child had played, and it was a very technical piece, And the other child was getting ready to play. And in the middle, and and like five notes into this piece, the lights went out. And it was pitch black. And I was astounded that this child performed this piece. It was a Lion King piece. Performed this piece in total darkness. While they scrambled to figure out what happened to the lights. And by the time she was halfway through the song, the lights had come on, but she never missed a beat. There were so many lessons at that time with this. She learned to persevere in the hardest of times. She didn't quit, she could have stopped, and it could have been traumatizing to her. But she continued on, she didn't miss a beat. For the other child, the other kid, uh, all the kids, but specifically these two children, he delivered his, his performance, and the lights were on, and he gave a, you know, his perfect performance. And I remember afterwards we talked about the different aspects and the character traits that were needed for them to be able to pull off something like that. But it was also during that time I saw her ability to make music versus his ability to technically play music. And we talked about the difference, privately and together. And I helped, it was at that moment, they were both in middle school, but it was at that moment that I realized, okay, I want him to learn how to celebrate her. And that was a perfect opportunity for him to say, that was incredible. I don't know if I would have been able to do that. And to admit And to also praise and affirm her for her her stick-to-itiveness. It was also an opportunity for her to shine and to see what was at her core. And there were other opportunities that I used for her to be able to see his strengths. So as we think about resolving the conflict with each other, and we wrap this up, You've got to put on the lens and see the per, see the perspective of the other child, where they're coming from, isolate them, talk to them, don't overreact, completely listen, and affirm what they've said. Then ask them to give you time to process this. Then go to the other child, do the same process. Don't be accusatory, don't immediately ground them, get to the why, because the goal is building closeness within their families and resolving conflict in a healthy way. That's the goal, not just momentary peace. And, and granted, there will be times you do that. You just have to do it. But the long-term goals, you don't want to do that every single time. So the other thing, then come back together. Go back to them individually. Say, this is what I've noticed. This is what the other one's saying. Do you agree? And then come together as the three of you and discuss it. And then cast what the vision is for your family. Our desire is that our family enjoys doing life together. I use that phrase all the time. My kids will say it now. My desire is that two of you learn to love and respect each other for the person that God has made you to be. Tell them that. And the only way we're going to accomplish this is by learning how to sense the needs of others, and I would use their name, and to work toward building a closer relationship and have, being full of understanding understanding and patience and grace as we learn to love each other for the person God's made us to be and say to them, close with, does that make sense? Will you work on these areas that you know? Will you talk to each other and communicate your, your need for that love or attention or respect of the other child? And then, yes, I pray with them after every time. I pray for them and I pray with them. They usually apologize for their part and then they vocally communicate what it is they're going to do so that this doesn't happen again so that they can have a healthy, restored relationship. I hope this segment on helping your children, or your siblings navigate conflict with each other is a benefit. It's a long one. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's a long one. You know, because we're going for the marathon, we're training, you're raising up a family that will do life together. This is a great opportunity as so many of us are uh, surrounded by each other with the absence of the friends that, and even the life we once had of constantly going. This is a great opportunity for you to forge those relationships that you desire and build the family that is, that has, that is stronger with deep, deep, rich relationships. That's the goal. Have a great day, and I look forward to being with you again. Send your questions in. I love getting them. Y'all are awesome. You send lots of questions, and I will be addressing those. So thanks for joining me on the Equipped to Be show. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member, and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.